because democracy basically means government by the people, of the people, for the people. But the people are retarded. Welcome, welcome, welcome everybody to another edition of America Unhinged Radio. I'm your host, the Kazakh Rotter. Please give me that big like, comment, share, subscribe. We do not have a new microphone today. Amazon fucking broke their promises and I was also late because I had to retrieve tomatoes from my car and put them in the fucking fridge. So there's that. Typical Mexican late because of tamales. We got an interesting special tonight. We're going to focus pretty much all on euthanasia in Canada movement. The shit is going live this week. They're going to allow mentally ill people to choose to suicide themselves. I think this is one of the most shocking developments in the Western Hemisphere. Every news video I've pulled up has a disclaimer about suicide on it. I'm not even joking. There's so many stories on this. It's kind of like a watch party of sorts. But we do have two palate cleansers for you at the end. They are going to be really fucking fun. Not even hilarious, but like fun, kind of good-natured palate cleansers. We got a lot going on here. We got Keck in the chat. Uh, John Arch, kids are on the bill. Yes, we have been hearing about this. In Belgium, they've already suicided a uh, teenager. Uh, it's quite remarkable. But let's go ahead and present my first uh, video, which is basically the ad from Simons Corporation, which is putting on a lot of the um, suicides. I'm just going to refer to them as they should be called. It's horrible, it's manipulative, and these degenerate therapists are finding a new way to make a shitload of money off of some life insurance. Let me tell you that much. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. Last breaths are sacred. When I imagine my final days... This is a pro-euthanasia ad. I see bubbles. I see the ocean. I see music. Even now, as I seek help to end my life, there is still so much beauty. You just have to be brave enough to see it. A lot of fire and water there, huh? All is beauty. You see how they try to usurp this in the name of religiosity that people have just been missing out on? Yeah, shout out 700 subs. Thank you, everybody. Everybody's made this show success over the last two years. I want to let you guys know I've had 493 subs just this last year. So year two was definitely the big one. I appreciate y'all. Yeah, it's a really disgusting ad. It, I can't believe it exists. It's so mainstream now. It hurts. But let's watch this video from WION, which talks about Canada seeking to libera liberalize its euthanasia laws. Liberal lies. In Canada, children as young as 12 years of age might be able to apply for euthanasia. Very 12. Short, as a country is further looking... 12 years of age. Keck was on it. Keck was on it. 
pretty horrible stuff, man. These people are going to be so on the wrong side of history. It's going to hurt. And whenever they don't make it to the afterlife, they're going to be so disappointed. ...to expand the scope of assisted death to include more people. Canada already has some of the most permissive rules on euthanasia. In 2023, Canadians will be able to apply for a medically assisted death, also known in the country as medical assistance in dying. If suffering from mental health problems is the sole reason, years after assisted dying legislation was first approved, it has been expanded to include those who do not have a reasonably foreseeable death. There were more than 10,000 deaths by euthanasia in Canada last year, an increase of about a third from the previous year. You miss Advocates say that four number minutes. will likely see an even greater spike. In a bizarre case, a doctor approved euthanasia <coughs> application of a 65-year-old man who wanted to end his life primarily because he was poor. In another case, a 61-year-old man who had... A yeah, we're going to talk about this earlier. They're allowing this for poverty. Imagine that. Poverty. People are being talked into this because they are poor, that their life is meaningless, that they can't get their life back on track. They can't talk to people that can help them, maybe at like a church, a place where they do real help. But you go to a medical clinic, you go to a doctor, they're seeing fucking 10 Gs, 50 Gs, 100 Gs. How much do they charge for this euthanasia? How much does the, gov does the government subsidize? I bet you it's nearly all of it. His of depression was put to death without his family's knowledge. In his application for euthanasia, the only medical condition he'd listed was a hearing loss. Such cases lay bare the relaxed approach to euthanasia in Canada, where experts say choosing to die is more accessible than support for affected people. Canada is being... John Arch is not completely insane. suicide to mentally ill people and possibly even mature minors as young as 12 years of age. Mature minors is a loosely defined concept without a specific age. Under this, children who are considered able to make their own medical decisions would be able to request Whoops, a medical the mic, sorry. death. However, human rights advocates say the country's regulations lack necessary safeguards and devalue the lives of disabled people. UN human rights experts have said the law being proposed by the Canadian government appears... By the way, imagine being in New Mexico and being a Broncos fan. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Jared. ...as to violate the UN's Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Wow, a lot of dead air there for a professionally produced uh, global news organization. All right, let's see. Euthanasia will allow the government to pay to help you. Oh, they are subsidizing it. <laughs> I didn't even really know this video was next. Let's do it. Remember, dial 988 if you are suicidal. Just saying. <laughs> Hold on. Come on, why won't this... Joining me this okay, week yeah. is Sky News commentator Kosher Gator. Kosher, let's start with a serious case. We normally have a bit of a laugh at this segment, but this is disturbing. A disabled Canadian woman. Uh, shout out Australia for finding a laugh in this situation. Daniel, are you just giggling too? Monsters. Veteran, a former Paralympian who wanted a new chairlift installed in her home, was instead like, nah, offered bitch. help to you kill get the herself. gas chamber. Wait, I'm not yet. She was told something that would leave her feeling shocked. If things are so hard at this point and uh, you, you just can't keep going on, then you, you know we can assist you with uh, aid to die. And she's not the only one. 
This is the sort of progressive kind utopia under Justin she, Trudeau. Is she Punjabi Australian? What is that? So, so oh, Rita uh, Panayi. You know, Canada has always had pretty lenient euthanasia laws, or they've been moving in that direction, and they got into hot water recently because they just expanded it, uh, and the scope of it now includes mental health and all sorts of subjective things. So this is the, the end point of that slippery slope, Rita, what happens when you have state-sanctioned euthanasia and the scope creep with that, and also socialized healthcare, I think, because it's in their advantage to ration things, and you know maybe euthanasia is cheaper than a, a chairlift. They are pretty based. Going. Well, it is just such an ugly message to send to disabled people, anybody, elderly people, anyone who feels they may be a burden. That is just, uh, and it, and it's not just Canada. The Benelux countries, again, they've got a very liberal attitude to euthanasia. I and clicked on the wrong if you video. suffer from depression, you can opt right, for this option instead of getting treatment. You don't have to have a life-threatening condition to and get she's it. she's a veteran, which makes she's it even worse. She's a veteran. <laughs> Marsmar says, this topic always reminds me of allergy talking about the euthanasia. Yeah, me too, dude. It's really hard to even say that word. <laughs> yeah, and she has no interest in dying. She's, she's very happy living. All right. Yeah, I think I skipped over the video I actually wanted to share. Oh, yeah. It, it, I, I tried to click. It was a little bit slow, but as I said, Sky News Australia euthanasia will allow the government to pay to help you Kill yourself. I feel like YouTube's fucking with me right now. They know I'm talking about it. Look, they won't let me show it. They keep skipping over the video. Literally, it won't let me show it. I physically tried to click it. Wow, what the fuck? Let me, Joining uh, me this week is. I gotta done. refresh. No, it skipped over two videos in a row. Wait. Joining me this week. Wait, what? You guys see this? Let's try it again, everybody. I'm clicking on euthanasia will allow the government to pay to help you. All right? Let's see what it does. Oh, I understand which to proceed. Now, a lot of people will have heard the slippery slope argument and been told that it's actually a fallacy. The argument itself goes something like this. That a was weird. step leads to a chain of unrelated events or related events, I should say, that culminate in a significant and I would also add that was very negative weird. effect. Now, those who call BS on this claim that it says it ignores the possibility of middle ground being held and is thus a form of continuum fallacy. It's actually possible for both perspectives to be right. On some issues, the middle ground is found. It's often held for a very long period of time. I think it's well, because that warning was, wasn't refreshing. Political history, you'll actually find it reveals just how often the slippery slope argument is correct. Abortion is a case in point. When it was first decriminalised, it was legally limited to particular circumstances. The audio is kind of low. Have been changed repeatedly until today. You can basically get an abortion, in some cases right up until birth, in a number of jurisdictions. It's also been used, an argument being used by people like myself to raise concerns about legislation that says when it's okay for someone to kill themselves or be killed by someone else. These are debates about voluntary euthanasia. Many states in Australia have now legislated in respect to the rights of the terminally ill. They all claim to have a range of safeguards to protect abuse. But what they can't protect you against 
is the politicians themselves because they are the ones who don't seem to be able to resist tinkering to improve anything. <coughs> Eugenics. <coughs> That's indeed what's been happening in Canada under the leadership of Justin Trudeau. The medical aid in dying law, or MAID, was initially intended to provide legal euthanasia for people suffering from terminal illnesses. As always, the justification was to provide a humane solution to extreme pain and prevent an undignified death. Now, the access criteria is expanded to cover all psychiatric conditions. Yeah, good luck. And basically, any Jared. other medical <laughs> affliction. Think of the people you know who have experienced temporary mental health conditions. Well, in Canada, in 2023, they'd be eligible under the Canadian program for medically assisted dying, even if that was their own only medical condition. And even if it's, you know, not grievous or irredeemable, if it's just if they just don't want to live with it. But it actually gets worse. Oh, thanks, Palpatine Musk. The author of Losing Our Dignity, Charles Camus. Put Yay back the on. Seven bill or the I'll change my tune. That was passed last year opens up suicide to those just saying. Who are so poor. That and I quote, they can't live with dignity. He should be allowed to say all of that. Kamoshi says extreme poverty means the government will pay to help you kill yourself. Thankfully, I find that just appalling. I want to get Yay on. Politicians, he's going to be on one day. You're too hard to help, so let's all give up on you, and you can give up on yourself. This is what the left of politics has actually been reduced to. There you go. There's no more welfare trampoline rhetoric. No more government will look after you. No more climbing the ladder right. opportunity speeches when it's so much easier and cheaper for government to, to kill yourself. You take the ultimate last step. That's disgusting. This is ball. This is mammon. This is exactly everything that the Bible speaks against. It's fucking. Oh, I do have to become friends with Nick Flintus. You're right. Uh, Ivor says, give Yeas 40 ounces and a pit bull. Fuck yeah, dude. That's right. I've seen some TikToks that make me think selective euthanasia isn't so bad. Is that a joke, Jared? I mean, you fucked up with TikTok, okay? <laughs> Delete that off your phone. Let's check out Switzerland's Sarcopod, a device to make suicide palatable. Let's see if you guys are into this. Make suicide painless. Joining me this week is Sky News commentator Kosha Gator. Kosha, let's start with a serious case. Wait, not the right video. See, it's making me skip over it again. Oh, I hate you, YouTube. They do this on your playlists. I want people to know this. They do this to streamers. Joining me this week is Sky News. Look, again, let me refresh it again. Watch. The warning is going to, like, once I try to click on it, Joining it's going to be okay. Week. This is horrible. I'm really tired of this shit. I'm so tired of YouTube doing this to me. I understand. I wish to proceed. All right. Now, our next story is a little bit disturbing. It's come from A little bit. Disturbing. Where a machine, believe it or not, has passed legal. Wee oui, wee. Oui. This USAN machine is called sarcopod. It's short for sarcophagus, which basically means a coffin. This pod enables people to quote unquote kill themselves worked, in a few minutes. That might have worked. Now, the very thought of this is a little chilling to say the least, but in Switzerland, this device 
has become a trending topic. Assisted suicide has been legal in Switzerland since 1942. And this device is only aimed at making the process easier. But the question, of course, is, does it send? So since middle of World War II, this has been illegal. I wonder why. The right message. Our next report gets you the details. That's a very weird Switzerland has done the unthinkable. It has introduced a machine for painless suicide. A coffin-like device made with a 3D printer. It can be transported (laughs) to idyllic locations. For people wanting... This is a fucking Black Mirror episode. A pod made by a 3D printer. But the guns are bad. Oh my god, I fucking skipped it. Oh my god, I got too worked up. Joining me this week is Sky News commentator. I'm the worst, guys. I'm the worst. Joining me this week is Sky This is so embarrassing. Let me get back to that video. God, I just accidentally clicked wrong because they spazzed out. This is why I need a producer. Mars bars right, hates now, our producing. Next story is a little bit disturbing. It's come from so you don't want to do kill it. themselves in a few minutes. Now, the very thought of this is a little chilling to say the least, but in Switzerland, this device has become a trending topic. Assisted suicide has been legal in Switzerland since 1942, and this device is only aimed at making the process easier. But the question of course is, does it send the right message? Our next report gets you the details. Sorry, people. We're having fun with a dark topic. Switzerland has done the unthinkable. It has introduced a machine for painless suicide. A coffin-like device made with a 3D printer. It can be transported to idyllic locations. That's right. For people wanting to end their life. This news may sound disturbing, even evil. But for the people of Switzerland, it isn't. Assisted suicide with unselfish motives has been legal in the country since 1942. Unselfish motives? 1,300 people ended their lives through such services in 2020. These numbers are tiny compared to Canada. Think about Canada and last year was like, a, I mean, I feel like they're hitting 10,000 assisted deaths a year. 20 alone. So the introduction of a suicide machine isn't much of a surprise. Its creator says it only aims to make the process more peaceful, allows an individual to die more quickly with minimal pain. The device is being called the sarcopod. That's short for sarcophagus, a stone coffin used in ancient Egypt. It was developed by Dr. Philip Nitschke, also known as Dr. Death due to his euthanasia activism. Or Nietzsche. He says the idea behind this device was to remove any kind of psychiatric review from the process of suicide and allow individuals to control the process themselves. So this is the left's going anti-medicine for a second. That's insane, huh? Pretty, pretty insane. How does that work? The process is unsettling. Who 
is In order they? to use this machine, a person must first so fill a survey to provide evidence that the decision to end their life is on their own accord. If they pass the test, the device will be shipped wherever they want. The An test? exclusive access code. What the fuck is this test? Can I get a hold of this test? Will be given to make it work. Once inside the pod, the user will have to start the fatal process themselves. <laughs> they will have to press a button which will reduce internal oxygen levels. The pod, which is biodegradable, can then be detached to be used as a coffin. The makers have a fair argument for coming up with this device. But it's scary nonetheless. Dying with dignity may be a legal right in many countries. But should making profit of someone's death also be legal? Bureau Report, we on World is One. We back. We back, y'all. Beyond is now available in your country. Download it app now and get all the news on the move. They're talking about the youth in Asia now, man. Why do you got to play somebody else for this shit? We know who's behind this, all right? Let's just all stop pretending that this is all just a joke. I don't do jokes. I do raps and I do truce. And here's another one. Katie Man calls physician assistant death his beacon of hope. But you could tie him in a knot and tie him in a bow. Yeah, here are some pictures. Oh, this is a good one. Yeah. Remember those days, Ron? I sure do. We were 17 and complete opposites. That was in 1956. And Sandy and I were both involved in the school show. He was quiet, a little reserved, very, very bright. I was curious about him. Sandy, This guy is an eye patch. Who has an eye patch, man? Are you a pirate? Was a just a wonderful, warm, engaging personality. Uh, she was somebody I admired right from the beginning. Four years after I met Sandy, we got married. Age twenty-one. Now I want to kill I'm myself. Doing the deed. Literally. That's the day that we got married. Well, I, when I was in the Air Cadets, I won a flying scholarship, and here I am being awarded my flying scholarship at age 16. And now here I am, clocking out like a little bitch. It was, the scholarship was flying license. So he had his pilot's license before he had to wait to get his driver's license. Imagine, oh, there you Imagine being such a beta male. You're going to give up on your wife and family and kill yourself. You have that nice of a house. You're doing an ad for it. You're talking to the Washington Post and you're allegedly going to kill yourself. Imagine how beta you have to be to do that. Wings yep. from... Yep, air cadets. My best buddies. I'm taking flying. Spring 1950. Crenshaw. Yes, I was. Fuck you, John. Alice is the that I found myself unable to do. I can't do arithmetic anymore. My handwriting has disappeared. And yes, I am much more easily confused now than I used to be. I was. So he's complete opposites. Sorry. I crashed in a ditch. Now. In my he old says more confused now, now than he... 1973, and I crashed in a ditch. And I had skull injury, and my eye was removed. My brain damage, likely that brain damage in 73, ends up now in my older years as the cause for dementia. By having a medical assistant's death, I can avoid... It isn't my suffering so much because my mind won't really experience that. This is so sick. They convinced this poor guy with dementia and a mental illness 
who says he's vulnerable outright in an ad on the Washington Post, basically. This is so disturbing. This is beyond the pale. Anything. It just doesn't exist anymore. But people who care about me. Yeah, where's my Leonard wife? King? Other people who we know me, him. for somebody like Sandy to have to He's care for me up. in that end of life stage, I just can't tolerate that. Honestly, so, seriously. Shout out Liver King. He could have went like this, been a little bitch, and moved to Canada and killed himself like this eye patch man. What a joke. What a joke. <laughs> Mars Mars said, this guy ain't going anywhere with a sweet puss like that. And he doesn't mean a kitty cat. He means that old lady. That's why I want made. And I want to be able to die peacefully with some sense of dignity. He's going through what might hopefully be about 10 years before he slips down giving up. to the end of life stage. I know what is in my future, our future. But right now, I can't say that it's changed our lives that much, except make us more determined to live life to the fullest right now. You haven't been. She's been doing that the whole time. Not officially. No, I've got a request all made out. Pretty. You, you, have you applied? Quit. Oh, yeah, but doctor can't do it. They're trolling the old lady in the chat right now. Take it easy. Not, not under the present circumstances. Oh my god, you could pre-plan it. You could set it like a reminder in your calendar. Let's read this for the audio only, folks. Physician-assisted suicide, known in Canada as Medical Assistance in Dying, MAID, was legalized in 2016, but the law does not allow advance requests, which would allow someone to set out in advance the terms for their physician-assisted suicide, like a calendar reminder. You know, just like a Google calendar reminder. To be acted on after that person's lost decision-making <laughs> capacity. <laughs> this is, I I hurt for all these people. I'm not even joking. Just pretend you're somebody who's going through dementia and you like really don't know what the fuck's going on, but you're generally happy. But the people in your family are just like, you know, you should probably kill yourself because you don't know what's going on. Every day you wake up, it's a lie. Um, we're barely your family. Like, you kind of know us, but you don't because you forget us every day. And, dude, this is just better for everybody if you just go. Imagine those kind of conversations. Imagine that. That's not a joke. This is, like, the darkest version of 51st Dates that you could ever dream up. But to me, made is a security blanket. It's a beacon of hope. If I know I got a way out of this problem, it gives me something. When the to... time comes, when the time comes, when I the... have a lot of living yeah. to do. So I like that. It's a day. Beacon of hope. If I've ever seen a day, just saying, free yay. But do I want to die next week, next month, or next year, or even three years from now? It's no. Matrilineal. I want to die when I get to that end stage. That could be another. Eight, nine, ten years from now. But I want approval that they'll do that when that time comes. <laughs> now, if I change notes. my mind for whatever reason, I can do that while I'm still cogent and capable, right? I don't need to have any late stage request. Now, when you get to the end of life stage, you can have a miserable time 
I could uh, I could be aggressive. I could be abusive. You hear the uh, the coulds? He's not saying I am. He's not saying I am doing this or this is happening. He's like I I could do this. It, it totally sounds like he's being coached, like Stockholm syndrome. I see some strange person. I might be paranoid. I might, I might strike this. out. I might holler. So you can't ask me at that point. Well, I don't want to live like that. Thank you very much. That's sorry. I'm not living. I don't. Wanna... Maybe you're just okay, bro. Maybe you need some routine in your life. You got to acknowledge your mental detriments, but it does not mean your life is not worth living. The damage you're going to do to people, you don't understand. You don't understand this, and you won't understand what happens to your kids when you do this. I exist like that. I'm very passionate about so this So right now, topic. it boils down, I got All four lives are every valuable. Day. When I wake up, two, the sun's up, three, I get up, and then I ask Sandy, what's up? And what, as Sandy says, what we look at for each day is what are we going to do for fun? And if we can, and it usually works out together, be the same thing. What can we do to help somebody? He's a very considerate, kind person. Then let him live, damn it. Let him live. It's very easy to fall in love and to enjoy all of these years of uh, life together. I want to be remembered as a person who cared about living and helped other people care about themselves and the life that they, that they could live. Stop it, Ivor. You, you dirty savage, you. <laughs> That's why I love my chat, is they break the seriousness with the jokes, and there's some, there's always levity in my show, and it. I know some of these topics are so disturbing, you really have to... Um, Break it up. You have to. It's called gallows humor. That's the term I've always used. Um, let's go ahead and check out this next video. We got a lot of great comments right here, and let's go ahead and watch this video called "How Poverty, Not Pain, Is Driving Some Disabled Canadians to Euthanasia," or MAID. By the way, all of these videos and reactions are covered by Fair Use Act of 19, I think it's 1979, but you see the little disclaimer up there. So for the powers that be, you know, let's give everybody a thumbs up as a middle finger to the powers that be right now. And make sure you subscribe if you are brand new. And if you listen to the future, make sure you comment because I do see those. I will like comment on your replies. And so it's up to your channel if you do stuff. So let's go ahead and check out this next video. We're about halfway. Hello, you've reached the Provincial Health Services Authority telephone line for medical assistance in dying. The countdown to Joni Cowie's death has begun. You proceed to the gas chamber in 15 minutes, yo. You best not be late. And that's called family business. And this is for the family that can't be with us. All for my cousin's lockdown. We won't wrap right on the now. Website. They will provide doctors that will. We go in college dropout, yay. Like many disabled Canadians, she is stuck in a cycle of poverty <laughs> and despair. It's no hope for anybody in Ontario. That's a good boy. So she's planning to end her life Up. with the government's help. They can have me dead in 90 days. That's what I was told. Like in my case. Stop it, John. Not really you better keep praying to Jesus to it go to church, John. Les Landry Not even joking. Position. 
wanting to live, but seeing no other option than death. Pray for y'all too, though. My asthma. This is for my COPD. Since when did we stop looking at the value of human life in this country? For real? What does that mean, bro? We're trying to keep you alive, bro. Everybody's done everything they can to keep you going. You keep wanting to blame somebody. So you're going to do this nonsense. And people with disabilities and their advocates ask constantly. We can organize medical assistance in dying in approximately two weeks in a very organized and efficient manner. Yet it is so difficult to get my patients the social support that they need to live well. That is morally distressing. From her home in Windsor, Ontario, Joni deals with the grinding financial pain of living in poverty during an affordability crisis compounded by the... If you haven't been poor, you haven't lived. I'll just say this. If you haven't tested yourself to that extent and you don't know what real poverty is, and this is like a shock to you and you're later to life, I could get this kind of mindset. But I've been past this mindset for a few years now. It's... You got to quit thinking about what you're missing out on and what you don't have. Keep focusing on the things that you do have. There are people fucking starving in Africa who wake up with a smile on their face and do incredible things. You could be better. Everybody could be better. It's 100%. Physical pain of disability. I have. Everybody could be better. That's turned into COPD and Guillain Barre syndrome as well. No doubt. We all have, Ivor. I also just recently. For people to know where I grew up at, I grew up in Phoenix in like from 92 to 98 with a single mother and my two twin sisters. She was, how old was she when she broke up with my dad? She was 22 with three kids. Uh, she was wilding. Not going to lie. She was wilding. And we were left to it. It was such a struggle for her. She hated it every day. And it passes that shit down to your children. For a long time, you definitely harbor that within yourself. If you're a child that grows up in this kind of environment, the poverty thing is very real. and it, it touches a lot of people. But, man, if you base your life around that kind of shit, you'll never be happy. You always got to have a fighter's mindset. You got to live another day. Every person is a hero of their own story. This is exactly the mythos of Joseph Campbell. It's Jesus. Joseph Campbell gets credit for the hero story, but it's fucking literally Jesus that he extrapolated out and put it out on all these other literary works. Uh, I'll just go ahead and say that. But um, check out Joseph Campbell. Check out J.R.R. Tolkien, uh, C.S. Lewis. Check out some of the giants of our day that had a lot to speak on this. And living your life humbly and your materialism is such a detriment of Western society. It's gotten a lot worse since Weimar in the 20s. I feel like that was a crucial time across the world, but let's continue on. My bad. I'm tired a lot. The pain is excruciating. He told me. Joni lives with her three dogs and her daughter, who is also disabled. They have no family support, so they have to find a way to survive. On $1,228 a month, Joni gets from Ontario's Disability Support Program, plus a few hundred dollars more for her daughter. Even with subsidized housing, it's not nearly enough. We have about $59 left to buy groceries in a month. because. One thing my preacher was saying at church <clears throat> lately was that um, 
God does not look down on materialistic things, but when you put those before him, that's where he starts to have a problem, and it always happens. It happens in historical arcs. It gains an intensity at certain times throughout the eons. I don't know what's behind that, but um, yeah, there's nothing against you having nice things. That's the big misconception about a lot of Christianity. It's like there's this new like wokeism in Christianity that is actually super conservative. They try to call out all Christians. But in reality, if you are a true Christian, you should accept. You should tell them the doctrine. Keep saying the doctrine to them. They ask you, and they can accept it or not. And it ends there. You're not their judger. I mean, you can judge them in terms of how you want to interact with them. But in terms of the maker, you don't you don't get that right. We're not to judge. We're not to gossip. Our home, we have to have housing insurance, rent, hydro is high, gas is high. That's right, Mars. I get angry at people who say you need to budget better because I just want to say to them, go to hell. You see that? She says go to hell to people to tell her to budget better. This is, I haven't even watched this. My point made, mic drop. This is what they worship. This is what they worship. It's mammon. I really do. And I don't swear very often. Here's the thing. Joni's financial struggle is Look, not at all unique. Let's Joni just say every piece of furniture she had was better than mine. And I'm not even envious of it. I'm happy with what I got. She lives in a complete... She needs to count her blessings. Pandemic. The government decided working Canadians needed at least $2,000 a month to live, while the disabled this were is embarrassing. on much less. They had served, but not for people with disabilities. People with disabilities this shit isn't hit a next level on the back burner, and nobody gives a damn about... This is like inadvertent comedy. Them. Disability supports vary from province to province. On the low end... Imagine surviving on $705 a month. As Keep selling knives, Mars. Those are great pieces. Or how about living on $1,358 a month in Vancouver, where the average rent for a one-bedroom apartment is $2,500. Oh, my God. From statistics move! 41% of Canadians... Canada, if you live there this long and afford that, move! living under the poverty line have a disability that's more than hell yeah john that sounds dope as fuck about the population of montreal our social assistance rates place people with disabilities below the poverty line approximately 25 percent below the poverty line so honestly this is legislated poverty for people i don't know what you mean daniel because hell's a swear word over there when they say fuck on daytime tv here yeah I mean, they're both swear words to me, but that's no news. They say the F word on radio in America. You're allowed one per song or something. Like, they literally have a, a quota. You should look it up. It, it's real. This is the kind of care that's needed. By the way, guys, I kind of have this new theory. <laughs> I'm super high. I'm super drunk. But I had this epiphany today. I'm interrupting the stream to gauge the thoughts on this. Do you think... The NSYNC versus Backstreet Boys wars of the late 90s was an attempt to recreate the East Coast, West Coast, West Coast rap wars. Should I even look into that? Or does that sound outrageous? Does anybody even know about that? I was just really high driving. I thought about that today. 
Shahid Dasani is a palliative care physician and professor of community and family medicine. No, it, I'm not joking. City of Toronto. He gave us a tour of Be appreciative, John. where he offers street-based care, often to people with disabilities living in You don't have kids to care for, you don't have cats. I mean, it sounds like your living expenses are probably super low. You could probably save if you wanted to. I know your job situation is super sketchy right now, brother. And like I say that as a friend, but like, be grateful, my friend. Be grateful. You could live at various campgrounds. You could make a good thing of this. There, I used to bike for four years and walk everywhere. Ask Mars Bars. I had jobs all over town and I would just slave all day to walk there and bike there. And I just made it like a pilgrimage. I'm like, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I never liked it. I hated it. I cursed myself every day. I was suicidal. I'm not going to lie, but now I appreciate it. It's, it's a real, it's a real thing. Like embrace the grind. You got to embrace the grind. That's what I say. Eddie Rodriguez. What's up gangsta. I miss you, brother. I know you're in here once in a while. Bro, my mom lives here with me, and she has a cat and dog. Awesome. That's great that your mom and your cat and your dog are there. And your mom probably is tough. It sucks probably living with animals when you don't want them. But think about the people that can have, can't have can have them and really long for a sense of meaning and having something to take care of. I'm just saying, yo. Come on, man. No. No, troll, Daniel. No, that's a respectable thing. He's taking care of his mom. Like, I'm serious. Be grateful. Be grateful in that. Pretty. Many of the people we care for are dealing with serious illnesses, but often they're very sick because of their social... It's a meditation, John. Significant health outcomes if we don't address those issues and treat... Life is a meditation. Mars said that to me. ...increasingly discussing MAID, or medical assistance in dying, with his patients. Not necessarily because they want to die, but because they see no way out of the twin miseries of poverty. The right girl will adore John because of that. Living in such a situation. I'm going to repeat that. The right woman will adore somebody who takes care of somebody like that. I know there's trolling, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to be sweet. I'm trying to be sweet, yay. Hashtag sweet, yay. We need a little bit of sugar with some salt sometimes. I know I question numbers, but they're just numbers, people. I'm a Christian, and I love all yous. Let me go grab a beer. I'll be right back. We love y'all. America! I'm proud to be an American. And at least I know I'm free. Or is it coercion? Under Canada's first medical assistance in dying law passed in 2016, a person's death had to be, quote, reasonably foreseeable to be approved. Last year, eligibility was expanded to people who have a, quote, serious and irreversible illness or disability that causes intolerable suffering. Now, people On social media, it's a constant conversation. Next to you. Everyone is like, yeah, just kind of waiting to see. You know how we're done with your statistics, you eugenics bitch. We know what you're up to. And we will not buy this on American Hinge Radio. We're trying to free... All the Americas, all right? Let's hear from that Paralympian earlier. 
Paralympian who they well, try to convince. A startling new development in the ongoing controversy around veterans being offered medical assistance in dying. A retired corporal who is paraplegic shocked MPs in Ottawa yesterday when she told them an employee of Veterans Affairs Canada offered her help with arranging a medically assisted death. Natalie Collada has been on the story for us this morning, and she joins us again. So Natalie, <laughs> what more can you tell us? Well, Hillary, we know that this is the latest incident that we are hearing about. It is coming from retired corporal and Paralympian Christian Gauthier. Yesterday, she tested... All right, John, I'm sorry. I understand that sentiment. I've gotten past that in my life. I just don't deal with her. Like, I do... I have a mother I don't talk to, John. I can't, I can't really be um, a fair judge on this. You're right, kind of. I understand. I'm not saying I have these sentiments anymore, but sometimes disengaging and stopping the enabling is not hate. It's love. And that's what Christianity does preach. Defied that the Department of Veteran Affairs offered her in writing the opportunity I'm sorry, for John. a medically assisted death. Even, she said, offering to provide the equipment. Now, Gauthier said she had been fighting for a home wheelchair ramp for five years. She described uh, the letter she received from the department in French at the committee hearing. Here's more from her. With respect to MAID, I have a letter in my file because I had to face that as well. Uh, it, 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 I have a letter saying that if you are so desperate, madam, uh, we can offer you uh, MAID, medical assistance in dying. Now, Gauthier did not say when the offer was made to her, but she did agree to provide the committee a copy of the letter. We do know last week the Minister of Veteran Affairs told the committee that there were four or five veterans who had a similar experience and were given the made option. The Veteran um, veteran Affairs, the department. They- I echo this sentiment. Uh, Daniel says, I live on the opposite end of the continent to my mom, John Arch. I haven't seen her in eight years. We reconnected a year or so ago when her house got destroyed. I don't I do the best I can from a distance. Dude, my sisters have been sneakily inviting my mom and my stepdad to like family events at my um, Mexican family's house. And like I know it hurts my mom, dude. She's degenerating quickly, but it's like I can't do it. She took advantage of everybody the last time. Like she went through stage four terminal cancer, told everybody she's going to disavow drugs and alcohol and all that. And I know she's probably downing like a liter of vodka a day and her house is falling apart. And my stepdad is just spending his money on fucking computer games and pretend like nothing is happening. And also he fucking broke his leg like 10 years ago because he challenged some young buck on the fucking oil field site to a fight, it was ruled to be in the wrong and ruined his living. So now he's making like 30% less, still making okay money, just a shitty story. It's it's one of these stories that happens all too often in um, these kind of uh, broken homes, I feel like. There could not confirm whether the uh, incident was new or already. There's so much happening, dude, in life, bro. You can't ever give up that hope. That the veteran service agent. Who no, bro, you-, you can't give up hope. And you can't condemn them as hard as it might be. Like, you got to just accept their presence and tell them when they fucked up.
Tell them when they fucked up and be unabashed about it. He provided the advice has been removed from her post while both like the own it. and the RCMP investigate. But as you can imagine, this has really created quite a lot of conversations and talk within uh, the government, including all the way up to the prime nope. minister. First of all, um, just be perfect for you. Who How's this? Uh, made if you guys leave with the catchphrase for the night, um, families aren't perfect, but you could be perfect for your family. Families can't be perfect, but you can be perfect for your family. Recommendations uh, to veterans around uh, medical assistance in dying uh, is no longer working with veterans. Uh, that was absolutely unacceptable, and we took action on that. Um, we love you, John. The issue of medical assistance in dying is a deeply personal, extraordinarily difficult choice that individuals and families uh, need to make uh, in uh, the most thoughtful and best supported way possible. So considering that, Hillary, we do know... Don't kill yourself because of what you'll do to your family. ...that we're watching very closely the outcome of the investigation, both within the department, but also within the RCMP as they look at it as well. And Natalie, we're also hearing from some experts who are now calling on the government to slow down this expansion of medical assistance and dying eligibility. So what are some of the concerns that we're hearing from those experts? So really, this comes down to mid-March, because that is You're when right, uh, med uh, medical assistant, uh, assistance... And what people don't know is that, that the men that do experience this sentiment, because it's not just me. We have several people in the chat. I also know throughout my discussions in life, like... This is something that's kind of common with men with single mothers. There's there's always some kind of hidden resentment from the mother to the father of you. You're always dealing with that trauma. Like you always are going to look like them. You're always going to be around them. And it fucks up their head too. This is why I think men just really should take the onus on them to be better, to be a great man to get some values, quit hooking up with women. This is where Andrew Tate is trolling. This is where other people are trolling, but there's some truth in it. He's a player. He's Muslim now. I don't know what the fuck he is, but despite his trolling or other people's trolling, he's like Jordan Peterson used to say this, but he's off the hook on Benzos right now. Who the fuck knows what's going on with our heroes, right? And tells us all people are people. Just remember that you got to be a good man first. Like, no woman is going to want to follow you, and no family is going to be had that's good if you can't have some values and a backbone and have some standards. That's what I think. Somebody who's not even um, fucking has a family, who's not even married, I'm like 34. <laughs> People are shocked when I say that, but shit, dude, it weighs on you a lot when you hit my age. In dying is expanding for people with mental illness as the soul condition. It automatically expands at that point. And what we're hearing is the association representing psychiatrists at 17 different medical schools saying that the proper safeguards are not yet in place. Uh, they want more time for things to develop, including standards of care, doctor training, um, an expert consensus on this issue. They spoke a little bit more about this. Have a listen. 
what exactly does it mean to have an illness that doesn't respond to treatment? How do we assess the forensic populations? How do we ensure we don't have enough psychiatrists right now? That's become a, a, a clear fact. And we're trying to because <laughs> of COVID. <laughs> ensure that we train more. So we're concerned that we're not going to have enough providers. Our worry is that this is going to get launched and then delayed. We don't want to see that happen. Now, as is, that launch is expected to happen in mid-March. Canada will become one of only a few countries, Hillary, that allows euthanasia for mental disorders. Okay, Natalie Collada for us this morning. Thank you. All right, you guys, please don't forget to hit that like, comment, share, subscribe. We are in the last quarter of the show. We got a reaction video from a coalition against euthanasia in Canada. I want to watch a good chunk of this. It's a 20-minute video. We'll probably watch five to ten minutes of that. And then we got two palate cleansers. And they're really happy, uplifting. It's Christmas. We're going to do it good this year. Oh, Marcus, really? I was just trying to buy meditations today on Kindle. No doubt. All right, all right, all right, Ivor. I'm always trolling, bro. Tate is a grifter. I want to say this. He is a grifter. But... God uses people in mysterious ways, even the villains, and there's something to be, to be learned from his um, his ordeal. This is from Rebel News Canada, but this is the president of the Euthanasia Prevention Coalition speaking on the subject. Let's check this out. This sounds pretty cool, actually. Rebel News! Who wants to die in the worst time of their life? We talk about choices. But is that really the case? In one of her reports, Sheila Gunn-Reed talked about medical assistance in dying, which is not talked enough. If you have not already seen it, I invite you to do so on helpnothomicide.com. And if you agree that we must help these people instead Here's of a GTA character. Death, sign our petition. On March 17, 2021, the government He's of Canada made changes to Canada Medical Assistant in Dying Act. But I will not back day, down. He is funny. This was exposed when City News recounted the story of a man who, as a result of permanent severe back pain and the incessant cost of living, saw no other way out than medical assistant in dying. Is it really about consent or coercion? Mm. The man mentioned Ooh, that la he la. did not want to die. But that the system offered him nothing better to be relieved of physical and monetary difficulties. Oh, oh. The most alarming thing Safran. is that on March 17, 2023, oui, oui. the exclusion oh. of mental illness will be eliminated. So anyone with a mental illness will be able to apply <laughs> for assistance in dying. That's a great comment. Isn't not that just terrible? Today I'm here with Gordon Friesen, president of the Euthanasia Prevention Coalition. Come on, Gordon Friesen. He's very involved in the open discussion about medical assistance in dying. Let's hear it. I'm Let's a heard it. individual, and many years ago, I understood that this was a threat to me because if well-meaning people are supporting disabled people 
or sick people to die and saying, oh, I will support you if you decide to die. What position does that put me in? Mm-hmm. Am I supposed to feel that my life is important, like uh, Terry Fox would fight to the end to live? Or is it more like Pauline Julien that you can't sing anymore, so you decide you want to die? Which is it? What, what, is, what is life? Is life a struggle to continue? What or is, is life something that you throw? What is life? What is it? Is it a struggle? Is it coasting through and enjoying everything? Or do you want to experience things, learn them, hurt, feel, laugh, cry in the moment, keep it pushing later? And reflect on it. What what what's more valuable to you? Why would you want to live only on pleasure? Life is not always pleasure, and I feel for this poor dude, man. When uh, life when is precious, and the worst part about it, and you don't realize it until it's taken away from you. Whether it's via abortion, whether it's via a uh, life-ending cancer, uh, a traumatic car accident or yeah a car accident hit run that hits her brother and the paramedics back up and run over him <laughs> and kill him like it's it's all precious think about everything that's happened to all of us here in this chat we all feel it we've all talked about it you guys are very open and awesome chat but just just take it into a deeper context. Think about it in a metaphysical sort of way, and know there is a. Uh, it's even the most agnostic can't can't deny a god. It is or the thing that's very important is this discriminatory aspect, that for medical reasons, people should be allowed to die, and then you have people who are in that category, and they say, "Well, am I simply allowed or?" Am I supposed to die? Mm-hmm. And I got into thinking about this a lot. Um, and eventually, uh, it, it, it bubbled up to... At first, I was talking about, in my writing, I was talking about the handicapped people, then also about the doctors who were trying to save medicine as, a, as, as an art that it was, of caring for one patient at a time. And now I've come to the point where I see that the real problem is a, is a, is a larger uh, social problem where we actually risk losing our medical system the way it is and the way we look at one another and the way we care for one another. So for the people who don't know, what is actually means made, medical assistance in death? Very good question. Well, there are two laws on this or two, two, two. My main point is to hammer this home. People are going to call us conspiracy theorists for talking about this. They're going to say it doesn't exist. They try to block me for sharing the videos. I know people are going to say this because you didn't refresh the page or you're on the Brave browser or whatever. No, they do it intentionally. They make these videos as hard as possible to share. We got to know what's happening in the world. They're devaluing human life and do nothing else. It's it's only due to greed. It's only due to greed. There's no reason in the world we can't all be just saved, you know, like money-wise and material-wise. But the Bible preaches against the state. This has been an endless cycle of eons and eons. There are certain little pockets of time where the common man does better, but it is the way the universe 
And some scriptures are written away for a reason. Streams of law. One was the Quebec law, the original Quebec law. And one is Canadian law from Quebec law is 2014. And that is about doctors killing their patients. That's what we commonly call euthanasia, which is the doctor kills the patient. Then in the Canadian law, we had either the doctor killing the patient or the doctor providing lethal substances to the patient so the patient could kill themselves, which is more properly called assisted suicide. But in actual practice in Canada, now that we have euthanasia, there is no Base assisted suicide. There's been, there's been, I think there were a handful of assisted suicide cases since the very beginning. So if we talk in practical terms, what we're talking about when we talk about medical assistance in dying is uh, doctors killing their patients. And so what is the criteria for the people who want to have access There's to barely a criteria. Okay, at the very beginning, it was very clear. And this is the image, the iconic stereotypic image that was sold to people. It is a sort of a thought experiment that there exactly. is some kind of unbearable suffering. That was, that was that was such a deep state. It's a psychological. It's a it's a mind virus. Psychological experiment equals mind virus. This is the kind of devaluation of human life that keeps going on. Number one, number two, you got a guy who's dying anyways, so there's no point in trying to do anything else. And third, he's fully conscious, he's fully willful, he's fully competent, and he wants to die. So he wants to die, he's dying anyways, and he's suffering in a way that doctors can't do anything for him. You know, it's an extremely exceptional case. And everybody said, oh, yes, oh, yes, oh, yes. In that case, we would definitely allow the doctor to, to, to uh, kill the patient. But, okay, from the very beginning, this was very confused. Uh, because first of all, this is like the most base thing I've seen was up to the patient. It's right in the law. It says what you know. Basically, whatever the patient says is unbearable suffering is unbearable suffering, and it can be physical or psychological. So he doesn't even have to be in pain. And he doesn't. Had the, he doesn't even have to be in pain. He's dying anyways. Well, that was changed for. A death that's reasonably foreseeable, which could mean years, you know, basically. But, you know, in, at some point in time, he's going to die. And uh, so right from the start, if you had a clever doctor and a clever patient, you could make this look like uh, so like sad. it fit the eligibility for almost anybody. But uh, in 2021, they just did away with all of that. Uh, yes. In, t- ah! in 2021, that a new. Oh, he just said it. Oh, what happened in 2021? A law on the Canadian level, which said that you, you didn't have to be near death. You could be anybody. So, you could, so now the, the Quebec, in Quebec, they're changing the end of life law to say that end of life care is care that is provided at end of life or for people who, for whom it is appropriate to have end of life care, even if they're not at the end of life. Okay, that's what's going on now. Yeah, it's funny, but in in the end, basically, it comes down to this: if you give one kid an ice cream cone, you're going to have to give all of the kids ice cream cones. It might take time to work through the courts, but there's no way you can say that 
one person's pain is worse than another person's pain. And in the end, it needn't even be medical because somebody who, 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 who has insufferable pangs of conscience, you know, or whatever, and, and already through the, the, uh, now they're saying, okay, th this is the new thing, is that next year, as of 1993, you'll be able to have euthanasia for uh, psychiatric conditions alone. So basically, uh, the criteria have become, have become bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. All right, everybody. Wasn't that a fucking handful to deal with, you guys? All you, all you audio-only listeners, thank you so much. I switched... My channel only having one big podcast where I upload all my YouTube videos basically to Buzzsprout. I pay like 30% more on Buzzsprout to host it. But it's driven up the views incredibly on the podcast. So thank you guys so much on Spotify, Apple, PodcastIndex.org, CastBox, all those other podcast apps that I don't even know that you guys have found me on. It's really incredible. But we're to the palate cleansers now. We got two palate cleansers. The first one is so joyful hearted. We have a hero cop who's been in the right moment at the right time, five times in nine years. And at the end, the last one is, um, let me see. It's a, it's a very interesting music video from the forties. I think you guys will very much appreciate, but hit that like. Button one more time that comment that share subscribe everybody please support the channel. Very happy stuff John right now. Eric Negron is a police officer in Suffolk County, New York, where he's risen through the ranks to become a sergeant earlier this year. But there's one title he's even more well known for. I thought that uh, my childbirth uh, days were over when I became a sergeant this year. They call him the baby whisperer. He delivered five babies in nine years. He's just always having to be on the on the scene. He's gained more experience each time. It's such a cool story. After delivering five babies in as many years, the most recent baby Owen Anthony Maldonado, born three weeks early in his family's living room. Sergeant Negron, along with Officer Zachary Vormitog, Jaden Rodriguez and Connor Deemer teaming up to welcome baby Owen into the world. You drive there, your adrenaline's going. You're not sure. You know, you're thinking a million things, but once you get there and it happens, you just you just do it. The four officers greeted by an anxious father in the yard who led them into the living room in the basement. Mom was definitely ready to have the baby. So she knew <laughs> when it was coming out. I helped guide the baby out safely. Only 12 minutes after the officers arrived, mom welcomed her third child right there at home. She was very calm. Mom did great. Baby Owen making his debut early, but healthy at six pounds, 13 ounces. Because the baby came out and opened his eyes and he looked right at Connor and like, who are you? <laughs> so I thought it was funny, but it was, it was a None of us have uh, children. It's almost like he has like a VJJ radio scanner or something. So this was our technically our first child. But not for Sergeant Negron. Baby Owen is his fifth. In fact, he became a godfather in 2017 of the third child he helped deliver. Baby Bryce stopped breathing because an umbilical cord was wrapped around his neck. Thankfully, the baby whisperer was able to step in to help, just like he did this weekend. I guess the record lives on, so we'll see how many we could take it to. Everyone took, took over, um, and we could have done it without each other. <laughs> 
<laughs> mom, dad, and baby are all resting at home. And although they haven't met again with the officers, mom says she's thankful that they were there and grateful for their very fast response. Wow. He seems real. I, I'm just glad that everybody's making <laughs> jokes. And it is a really funny, happy story all the way around. It's fucking hilarious. I have to say, shout out to that. But we have a rare 1940s rap, and it's a gospel rap, and it's <laughs> it sounds super based. It goes through the Bible timeline, I think. But it's literally titled, titled Rare 1940s Rap from Quality Music. I just subscribed to them, but please go follow quality music on YouTube. You guys are going to love this. Big and strong, I want it fifty high, fifty wide, so it will stand the wind and tide. It's oh, oh no, oh, oh no. Well, after the foundation was laid, then Noah began to hew and build the ring of the hammer clad judgment, the hewing of the salt clad sin repent. A hundred years he hammered and sawed, building the ark by the grace of God. Now, when the ark was done, God's voice was heard. He said, Now, Noah, let me tell you what to do. Calling the animals two by two, so he called them in an ark. Two by two, he called the birds, the ox with the kangaroo. Then he called and Jeffrey, the ham and sham. Then God began to. This is sick. He raised his hands to heaven on high. Bryce and Gray got nothing on this. Shook the mouth and he troubled the sea. Hits the wind to his chariot the wheel. He stepped on land, stood on the shore, and declared that time there wouldn't be no more. But it's over and over. Oh, oh, no. Oh, oh, no. God's going to ride on the winning tide. America. Everybody, please hit that like, comment, share, subscribe button one more time. Yeah, I know they kicked Bryce off Twitter. That's why Elon Musk is a bitch. Have a good night, everybody. Make sure you tune in later. We have a new microphone tomorrow. Adios. Hasta luego. <laughs>